Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Dan Martinez, and welcome to the very first DM Sports Talk podcast. Hopefully, this will be a home for your sporting opinion needs on Major League Baseball, the NBA, college basketball, college football, and the NFL. A little bit about me. I'm a college student at DeSales University. I'm a freshman. I'm a psychology and uh, healthcare administration major. Um, I've been studying every single sport basically since I was a baby. Uh, grow up, grew up on everything. They almost raised me to a point. Um, and so this podcast is kind of the fruit of that. Uh, I'll have guests coming on the podcast to give their opinions and what they really focus on and interviews with college players, coaches, and other interesting people to give their viewpoint on what it's like being a part of the sport they specify in. So without further ado, let's get into the very first episode of the DM Sports Talk podcast. So I think the best place to start this podcast is to honor the all-time great Kobe Bryant, who recently passed in a tragic helicopter crash. The Lakers legend and 18-time All-Star leaves behind three daughters and a loving wife, Vanessa. Even more tragic, Gianna Bryant, more famously nicknamed Gigi, Kobe's 13-year-old daughter and basketball star, passed away in the crash as well as seven others, including another teenage teammate of Gianna and young uh, Alyssa Altabelli, daughter of famed Orange Coast College baseball coach John Altabelli. My sincerest prayers for the victims of the crash and and, uh, hope that they're at peace now. Go forward. Members of the NBA have taken moments and ways of honoring Kobe, whether through a jersey, a number, or not playing. Kobe's impact is enormous as Jason Tatum and Kyrie Irving, two star players that he mentored, could not even bear playing after finding out the news and Kyrie even left the stadium. Players like Spencer Dinwiddie and Quinn Cook have changed their numbers to honor the great, while the Mavericks plan on retiring Kobe's number entirely so that no one will ever wear the number 24 again. No matter what the circumstances, losing a loved one, a father, a son, a brother, and an all-time great who did so much for such an important sport, it hurts and cuts very deeply. Kobe will forever be remembered in NBA lore. So to begin our first baseball talk of this podcast, I want to welcome and introduce my good friend Nick Millitz to the podcast. Nick is a pitcher in Division Three baseball and a guy I played college prep baseball with for four years, and we've become good friends with over the years playing together. Welcome, Nick. Thanks, Dan. Uh, first thing we got to talk about is uh, the Mookie Betts trade. Definitely. Um, Dodgers get Mookie Betts, David Price, and Cash. Red Sox get Alex Verdugo and a right-handed pitcher. The Twins get Kanta Maeda. The whole thing behind it now, you're a Red Sox fan. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Honestly, given the fact that they couldn't come to an agreement over a contract and they were $100 million apart, it's a bit of a gap. Um, and so I do agree with their idea of getting him out of there. Um, I don't necessarily love the idea of pairing price with him because the price went down very fast. Um but I do love Verdugo as a replacement. He's young, controllable, very cheap. Um, I think they have four or five years of control on him. Um, and Bruce Dergaderol, the pitcher that they got from the Twins, is a top 100 prospect, guy who can throw 103, um, just nasty sinker, nasty fastball, great secondary pitches, um, and a lot of really high potential for him. Um, I don't know if he'll be a starter or if he'll be a middle inning reliever or a closer or anything like that. Um, but I hope that they'll do right by it and do it well. But it's going to hurt to lose Mookie and David Price. Well, as a Yankee fan, <laughs> I'm glad Mookie's out of there. We'll say David Price is out. Um, but uh, the biggest thing that bothers me this offseason is a sign-stealing scandal from the Astros. That's definitely fair. <laughs> um, the Astros ha- have their tail between their legs, no doubt about it right now. And there's no way at least 10 different teams will throw out the Astros this year out of frustration for cheating in the past three seasons. Definitely. As a Yankee fan, it is straight frustration that you could have two World Series appearances 
and possibly even three. Now that it came out of the Red Sox had that issue in 2018. Uh, my personal opinion is that every single Astros hitter from 2017 to 2019, well, from there, should be ineligible for the Hall of Fame. If steroid users cannot get in the Hall of Fame from that, and now the Pete Rose thing, they, just because he gambled, can't get in, then sign stealing scandals, who know every pitch that is coming, shouldn't get in either. I feel as if I were the pitcher in MLB, I'd rather face a guy on steroids than a guy who knows where every single pitch is coming. So, I mean, that is a big thing, and they almost can't suspend the whole after season. The Astros won't have anyone to play. Yeah. Because that's everyone on the team, no, everyone, no one really left, and uh, it's it's very surprising. But uh, I'm, I'm waiting for – to see if they have any any other teams are out there to do the same thing. Definitely, because if it comes out like teams like the Tigers and the Marlins are doing it, then then <laughs> yeah, then there's gonna be a lot of issues with that. I think it's even crazier because you see the stories of guys like Chris Medlin who yeah. battled back from two Tommy John surgeries, um, just massive injuries, thought his career was over, battled back to the MLB and got one chance to start and gave up seven runs to the team that was cheating. And it made him look bad, even though they knew everything he was going to throw. Mm-hmm. He's a very talented pitcher, yeah. but he hasn't touched the field since. And yeah. uh, his career's kind of gone way downhill very fast because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now my favorite part, talked about our predictions of the 2020 LB season. Excited to hear these. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> first we've got AL East. And I'm going to expand, but I feel like they got it this year again. Uh, Yankees and I have a 10-day race playing second. I've been – Back there because of Glass now, Morton, who hopefully can do the same, and uh, Blake Snell. Um, I got Blue, Blue Jays third over the Red Sox now. I originally, before Mookie, really? Mookie, Mookie Betts was on the team, I had him up there. Losing Mookie Betts, even J.D. Martinez's sad face tweet. I don't know if you saw that earlier. <laughs> yeah. Because if I was a Red Sox fan, I'd not be happy about losing that guy. What a teammate and player he is. Then, of course, I have the, the, the Orioles that are just absolutely disgusting in yeah, a bad that's way. Fair. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Trey Mancini's rotting there. Uh, but um, I have, hey, at least I have the Yankees winning. They always um, would, there is in second, as I feel is just common sense for me. Uh, the Yankees are clearly absolutely stacked on both sides of the offense and defense. The new addition of Garrett Cole, um, puts Yankees a huge World Series contenders. The Rays, on the other hand, have been showing signs that they mean business and have an underrated pitching staff as Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, Todd Glass now, like I said. Um, another huge factor to their team is the bullpen with Oliver Drake, Diego Castillo, and Jose Alvarado, who throw heat. <laughs> they throw hard. And uh, the list goes on and on for them. The only thing that makes me say that they are finishing behind the Yankees is their offense. If the Rays had better offense, I would possibly you know, change that because the Rays, honestly, some days could have better pitching than the Yankees can. Um, and also the Rays have no, no home support. No one goes to their games, even knowing how talented they are. Um, but I don't see they keep pace with the Yankees in the division. Um, the Red Sox, yes, are fourth for me. Um, I believe they have too much against them right now with losing them. They don't have a manager right now. They lost Benz. They just lost David Price. Uh, but um, And then they have the Blue Jays that are like, in front of them because they got Ryu. They got a pitcher. But, and they have that young, talented team. But I would not be surprised if I'm wrong and the Red Sox do pass them. Mm. What do you think for the AL East? Um, to be honest, for the AL East, I have the Blue Jays and the Red Sox flipped only because mm, yeah. I do believe the Yankees are a World Series contender. It pains me to say it. I hated <laughs> them since I was born, but yeah. um, their roster is just extremely talented. Um, I do think it will depend on health because they have a lot of 
uh, well, breaking potential news. for you hear about hurt. James Paxton. I did. James Paxton's now <laughs> out for three to four months. Uh, so that's the beginning of the season. He's uh, gone till uh, pretty close to March at the or through March through April, um, and more than likely won't debut till the middle of middle or end of May, uh, which is kind of a problem for them because he's their second best pitcher, and there's a steady yeah. drop from two to three. Yeah. Um, but uh, knowing the Yankees, they'll figure out some way to pay somebody to get there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to the AL East, I think they will win the division. I think they'll win it by a game or two because I think the Rays do have a very good offense with Brendan McKay coming back as a DH now. Oh, I forgot about him. I'm yeah. excited to see him. Um, they also have uh, Willie Adamas back. They have multiple players who like Yanni Diaz, uh, Matt Duffy's there. They have a few guys who just Shout have – Shout out to Sean Duffy. Yeah. <laughs> Not to one of our old friends. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of good players with high potential who could really, you know, break that level that the Yankees are kind of holding right now. Uh-huh. Um, but when it comes to the rest of the division, I think the Orioles finished last by a lot. Um, I'm extremely excited to see Adley Rutschman. I think he will be up this year. Um, I think he's just that talented. He's going to skyrocket through in his first full professional season and hopefully be up before September call-ups. Quick question. How many losses did the Orioles get this year? It's hard to say anything less than 100. Do they break 120? No, only because <laughs> I do think they losses. have – that's a lot of losses. <laughs> um, that's that's 75% of the games you're losing. That's really hard to count on, but I'm not going to say it's impossible. Given their division, they have to play those teams, what, 76 times in total, all four head and shoulders above them. Um, and they just don't have the pitching other than John Means – yeah. They don't have any pitching that worries me. They have they have one hitter, prospects. Trey Mancini. They have Trey Mancini, um, who is very very talented, mm-hmm. and they'll add Rutschman. And I think they're going to make an extremely talented three four in that lineup because um, I do think Rutschman skyrockets in the lineup immediately just because of his talent. Yep. Um, but they do have Austin Hayes, who was very impressive and I think like eighty plate appearances towards the end of the year last year. Um, looks great as a prospect. Um, hoping he can do it over a full season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Blue Jays are head and shoulders above them. I think the one thing that separates the Red Sox above the Blue Jays is their pitching's about equal. Yeah. If sales healthy, pitching's about the same. Offense is much heavily, much more heavily in the Red Sox favor, and um, I think defense is as well. Yeah. Um, I just think it depends on health because I do think Vladdy's going to come back and be All Star level. Um, I think he just needed to settle in. I think Boba Shett's for real. I think Kevin Biggio's for real. I think Teoscar Hernandez is a great center fielder. I think he's somebody who's very underrated. Um, and I do think, I think his name is uh, Eric McGuire. I think he'll take over the catching role for Danny Jensen. And I think they'll put Jensen at first base. Um, I think he's he's a great hitter, but he's worried too much about the field. Um, and I think if they can get him at first base, he can hit a lot. Um, but that infield is just, it's loaded at second, short, and third. But they're very young. And if you look at the Red Sox at short and third, it's arguably the best shortstop third baseman duo in the league. Um, it's definitely up there. I mean, there's the Simmons and Rendon. There's Correa and uh, Bregman. But I do think Bogarts is better than Correa. I do think Devers and Bregman are a lot closer than anybody would say. Um, just statistically, I think Devers thing, was – The thing that's scary with that is we don't know how Bregman and Correa could play without the trash can helping them Exactly. Out. <laughs> that's also fair. Yeah. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think their talent is still speaks for itself, but I do think Bregman is going to settle 
as a non-MVP candidate now. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be an all-star for sure. Um, but I don't think he's going to be that top three, top four hitter in the AL type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Correa, I think, is going to settle around the sixth or seventh best shortstop in the league. I think there's definitely five guys who I would name ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but it also can depend on the year, knowing the MLB. Yeah. Um, but focusing on something other than the AL East, um, going towards the other side of the U.S. and the NL West, what are you thinking? NL West. I have, let me scroll down here. I, one second, there we go. Okay, I have the Dodgers winning it. I think that's kind of clear now. They got Mookie Betts and David Price and uh, Cody. I'm just thinking of Mookie Betts with Cody Bellinger on the same, like, same outfield. Mm-hmm. Center and right field is crazy. That's, that's our, fair. That's crazy. The Dodgers, everyone kind of forgot, they lost Ryu. They lost Rich Hill to an injury. Now he's gone. Mm-hmm. I think he went to. I think he signed like a two-year deal with the Twins. Yes. Um, and they lost. I don't know if I said Kante Mayeda. So all it takes is what Bueller I and mean, Kershaw's going down every year. He's mm-hmm. a good pitcher in the regular season, and obviously you can see in the postseason. So he's, he's a bit different, but shaky. So the Dodgers pitching, they need more. I feel like because David Price isn't as he would he used to be. Um, the Dodgers hitting is insane. That's what's going to get them past it in the NLS, and I think they should win it no problem. But I have second place. I have a little bit of a change. I have the Padres getting second place. Really? Yeah. I have the Padres. Then I have the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Rockies. I think this is a no-brainer, like I said, for the Dodgers. Um, they have their insane offense with Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Corey Seager, Justin Turner, A.J. Pollock, and now the recent addition of Mookie Betts. Um I have the Padres in second um, just because I looked at their roster and it makes you think. Like, you listen to this, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Jerickson Profar, the new edition, um, Eric Hosmer, Tommy Pham, and Will Myers. It's not like a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers offense where mm-hmm. it's insane, but that's a pretty talented lineup with a lot of offensive power. Um, and don't forget about Chris Paddock leading that young pitching staff. Um, would I be surprised? Would I be surprised if the, the D backs finish above the Padres this season? No, the Arizona Diamondbacks are very talented too. They uh, the D backs are a talented hitting squad. Their um, their pitchers are what is going to carry this team with a new member of Mad Bum, Addison Bumgarner, and followed by Robbie Ray, Luke Weaver, and Mike Leake. Um, they have a young, talented team, but that could they could have a good twenty twenty season and and. Uh, as of right now, I just see the Padres above them in the division, but uh, that could I'd be very wrong with that. Um, the Giants, I have fourth. They look horrendous. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you who who on their pitching staff would help them. Um, Rondo does Rodriguez, Pudge's son, but um, it's about all I could think of <laughs> now that Bumgarner's gone and their hitting is getting older and they're not doing anything, so it's kind of scary. Um, and then there's the Rockies. They want Arenado out of there. Well, I don't know what if they want him out or Arenado wants out. And they have talent, but their pitching is – I couldn't name a single starter as of right now. The, the people I could – off the top of my head um, that are still there or if they're healthy. Um, but what do you have for the NL West? Um, so this definitely will come as a surprise, but I have the Padres winning the NL West. Woo! Um, just a bold prediction, obviously. Do I think it's a high chance? No. 
Um, yeah. But if you look at their roster, they added Tommy Pham and Profar to an extremely young, extremely talented uh, team. Yeah. Um, they have Mackenzie Gore, who is top five prospect of baseball, who is an absolute stud. Um, and he is just knocking on the door, forcing his way into the league. And if you add him to Chris Paddock, uh, Garrett Richards, who's hopefully healthy when he's Forgot healthy, he yeah. is. When he's hard. healthy, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but he's never really healthy, which is a worry. Yeah. Um, but they do have three pitchers behind him with really high upside in Danielson Lamette. Uh, they have Joey Lucchese and they have Cal Quantrill, who are all extremely talented uh, guys who I think will have all below four two ERAs. Um, and guys just with extreme talent that, if put together, makes a five-man rotation that just is kind of scary, to be honest with you. Um, their bullpen is extremely talented. Kirby Yates is one of the best closers in baseball, if not the best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just – he's ridiculous. Um, and if you look at that field, they have Francisco Mejia, who's a great catcher um, with extremely high upside, still hasn't really hit his potential whatsoever. Um, they're infield with Machado. And with Tatis on the left side is scary. I mean, Machado, I don't think is better than Tatis. A lot of people say uh, differently, but I do think Tatis has MVP written all over him in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, He plays the old style of baseball, which I love. He's just hard-nosed, going to be aggressive, going to scare you on the bases. Every time he touches first base, you know he's making it his way around either way. Um, They have Trent Grisham, who is great. Uh, Manuel Margot, who a lot of people don't give enough credit to. He's a great defender. He just needs to figure out the hitting. And if he does, with Josh Naylor out there, this team could be scary. And mm-hmm. don't forget about Eric Cosmer, who's been an all-star multiple times in his career, who's got the talent to be a stud. He just hasn't put it together in San Diego. Um, if they do, I could see this team beating the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's a very close one-two for me with Dodgers and Padres. Um, I do think the D-backs will finish third. I think uh, Robbie Ray and Bumgarner is a great one-two punch, um, especially in a playoff series, if they can somehow get a wild card, which I don't think they will do. Uh, but if they could, I think Bumgarner will win them that game, given his postseason pedigree and just who he is as a pitcher. Yeah. Um, and their hitting's great. I mean, Cattell Marte is a great hitter, um, and that's really all they need is that one guy with that pitching staff. Um, I mean, Archie Bradley's a great reliever. we got multiple other guys who can put it together. Um but when you look at the Dodgers, it's not like they're absolutely loaded at every position. I think Max Muncy's a guy who's going to hit 260. He's going to hit a bunch of bombs, but he's going to hit 260. Uh-huh. Um, Gavin Lux, still to be determined. Do I think he's going to be good? Yes. He's got the talent. Um, he's got glaring talent um, to be amazing. Um, Corey Seager has been a bit of an issue. He's good, but his health is a problem, and his consistency has been in question for a while. Um, and Justin Turner's getting older, and that worries me. I think he's like 37 now, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's 37, but he's definitely – let me see. He is He is 35. 30, he will okay. be turning 36 during the season, which is scary. I was making him older than he was, but yeah. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, not far off. Got to love the beard, though. True. Yeah, that's right. Um, but Kike Hernandez is a great guy to have as the backup to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that oh, outfit God, with yeah. – the outfit with Pollock, Bellinger, and Betts is nice. Um. Matt Beattie is the backup. Worries me a little bit. Um, he's not anything to be extremely excited about. And their bullpen is extremely hit or miss. They did add a couple pieces. Um, they added uh, Blake Trinan in the offseason. Uh, they have Stripling. They have Jansen. Uh, they have Kelly. But 
the worry is what do you do with Dustin May and Tony uh, Tony Gonsolin when they want to get up there because yeah. their talent's too high. Um, but do you sit Julio Arias and Alex Wood, who are proven talents at starting pitcher, or do you give the guys who would have the glaring talent but haven't really gotten the chance to prove it on the big stage yet, do you give them the chance? That's a that's a big question mark for them. Uh, it's going to be interesting this year. There's a lot of teams that made a lot of different moves and big. there's a big question mark for a lot of teams. But uh, there's a one division, well, the next division that I have on here, mm-hmm. the AL Central. Okay. That's exactly where I was heading, actually. <laughs> I believe the Twins win it. Mm-hmm. Especially with the next with a recent move of Josh Johnson joining their team, the White Sox, then the Indians, then the Royals, then of course the Tigers. I have the Twins winning the division, which almost feels like a no-brainer. Uh, my little kind of sleeper pick in this division is the White Sox snagging second be- behind their uh, outstanding additions this offseason. They improved the, the pitching and hitting, and I have a weird but good feeling for them this season. Uh, for the Indians, I feel the complete opposite. The Indians, I don't believe that they have what it takes to win many games with a weak bullpen and inconsistent offense. Um, they're trying to get rid of Lindor, which I don't know. If I'm you're an Indians fan, you were so close to winning it so many years. Then you get rid of Kluber to the Rangers. You get rid of Bauer because of that whole incident throwing the ball over the wall. Now he's on the stacked Reds team, and now you're trying to get rid of Lindor. I mean, these fans got to be losing it. If I was an Indians fan, it would be a rough time. Um, this just leaves a, it leaves a non-competitive vibe for them. Uh, when their best player is Carlos Santana, nothing against him. He's a good baseball player, but not an MVP candidate that's going to carry them like Lindor could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they get rid of Lindor, they are going to have a very rough year. But um, they will, no matter what, they, I believe they'll be above the Royals and Tigers because those two teams don't have anybody anymore. Um but yeah, what do you think for the AL Central? Um, so I'm actually flipping one and two. I think the White Sox win the AL Central. Ooh, um, I like that. I do think, obviously, the Twins have a ridiculous lineup. Yeah. Uh, just powerful from top to bottom. Um, but their pitching worries me. Um, I think their 3-4-5 are not so much an issue as they are a question mark. Um, given that they're not bad their guys like uh, Homer Bailey, Rich Hill, Randy Dobnak, um, they have the talent there. Um, but Dobnak did start in the playoffs, and he worried the absolute hell out of me. Um, he just he didn't look good. Um, did not look like the same guy he looked like in the regular season, which gave them the trust to pitch him. Um, and Homer Bailey, major question mark. Multiple seasons of over five ERA, health problems throughout his career. Rich Hill, major health issues in his career. Um, is Rich Hill even going to be back this year? Um, he will. I just don't know when. Yeah, they don't know. It, when. it depends. Yeah. And with him, he could pile injuries up. Um, I think he. I think he's thirty nine. If I'm if I'm wrong, I believe he's thirty nine years. I think he is. He is thirty nine. Yeah. Yeah. He um, is. and that's slightly worrisome. Um, to put it simply, um, I do believe the White Sox win it though. Um, I think just with their additions of. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion, they added Yasmani Grandal, one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in baseball. Jerry's still out on if he's better than Real Muto at times. Um, 
And you look at Nomar Mazzara being put in right field. That's a nice addition there to add to Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, who's making his debut and being a full-time starter there, um, who is just loaded with talent. Tim Anderson, who looked amazing for most of the season last year, who was a very underrated shortstop. Yeah. Yoan Moncada, who broke out last year, who I think he will continue to get better. Uh, Jose Abreu at first base is not too shabby of a starting first baseman when he hits 35. Yeah. Um, and their rotation is just top to bottom scary. With Michael Kopech coming back. Yes. That's their yep. sixth starter. Yeah. And that's Kopech scary. is their number six, and he throws 106. Yeah. I mean, they're starting lo- uh, rotation with Giolito. Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Dylan Sessi, Ronaldo Lopez, and Michael Kopech. It's going to be scary. That means every healthy. day you are seeing a guy who can go seven innings and give up one or two hits and strike out 15 of you. I yeah. mean, he is this lot. I don't know how they did it so easily. Um, the one question mark for me would be Gio Gonzalez. Um, can he be the guy he is supposed to be? Or is he going to be the guy who everyone hates to see where he just gives up six runs in five innings? Um, and their bullpen gets torched. Um, but their bullpen with Aaron Bummer, Alex Colomay, Steve Ciszek, and Calvin Herrera, that's a great four. Aaron Bummer is one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. Um, was absolutely lethal last year. Colomay is a great closer. Ciszek is very efficient at getting guys out. Um, and Calvin Herrera, if he's himself, is a guy who's going to throw 99 and just get guys out or strike guys out um, in that lineup. And earlier – Earlier, you mentioned Edwin Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. was a Yankee last year. And uh, when people mentioned, but the Yankees possibly with that cheating stuff, if you look at Edwin and Gary Sanchez bat in the playoffs, they didn't know what pitch was coming. No, not at all. No, those tell. guys looked like deer in the headlights they for sure. Did, yeah, they did not know what pitch was coming. And uh, But um, I wish the best for Edwin because uh, he's a great player and uh, – Hopefully he'll be carrying on that parrot a lot or on the bases this year. Yeah. Um, but the the next, the last AL, American League division, is the AL West. Yes. That's a fun one for me. I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one. I have the Angels winning it. The Astros. I love it, actually. Astros getting second, which I it took me a, lot, it took me a long time to even give them second. Um, Angels first, Astros second, the Athletics third. The Rangers fourth, but that I didn't know what to do with them and where they are at because they are a stacked team as well. And of course, the Mariners last, and I don't know the Mariners what they're doing anymore. But um, I, I, but yes, I have the Angels shocking the world here and uh, pulling to get their first division title since 2014. Uh, the Angels have what it takes too with the offense of Mike Trout, the new Anthony Rendon, uh, Shohei Otani. Albert Pujols, Tommy Lastella, Justin Upton, and the recent addition of power bat Jock Peterson, which I was very under the radar yesterday. I Definitely. Was, um, but uh, and the pitching is getting there slowly with Otani back, Andrew Heaney, Julio Tehran, and they're hoping Dylan Bundy could get it back to, you know, how he could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Angels are a promising team this year and got themselves a very good chance to impress their fans, and I believe they they deserve that, and Mike Trout deserves it. Um Yes, the Astros have a lot of talent and are a great team. Or are they? Because who knows how they play under the fire that they're they're under and they and they play under new management. Um I feel like the swag and confidence that you know Bregman and all of them have shown is gone. Uh it's 
if it was if it wasn't for the talented pitching staff that Astros have, I would have the A's and possibly even the Rangers over them because, um, you know, you don't know what's going to expect out of their hitting and uh, how they're going to react to that. They're going to be booed and thrown at, and it's going to be bad. It, there's going to be a lot, especially teams like the Dodgers, who possibly could have won two World Series, but the Astros and then all that stuff and. Um, they don't really know what happened with the Red Sox yet. It might've just been a simple Apple watch thing. Um, but, uh, and then for the Rangers fans that are probably not gonna be angry at that kind of ranking, that'd be the fourth after they got Corey Kluber and a couple other guys, Rangers did get better than last year, but I feel as if there just isn't enough to pass the A's. The A's have been kind of building slowly and, um, they've been to a solid team for two years and showed that they're kind of not just a bust. Mm-hmm. Um, would I be surprised if they pass the A's and even pass the Astros? Absolutely not. But if they go higher than – if they win the division, I would be completely surprised if the Rangers pull that out. True. But uh, what are your ALS predictions for that? So um, I have the Angels winning it. Um, so I do agree with you on that. Yeah. I think the Angels will have a top five lineup in the MLB um, because – not just because of Rendon, but Otani is healthy. He's back. Otani's a great player to watch. Not only is he able to pitch, but he's yeah. able to swing it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that lineup with one to five being Trout, Otani, Rendon, Joe Adele, and Upton is just scary. And Jock Peterson. And Jock Peterson yeah. now you add and Tommy LaStella down there. It's it's a nice group of guys. Um, and then you just don't even remember Andrewton Simmons is there. Yeah. If he can put the hitting together, I mean that lineup's terrifying. Um do worry about their pitching. I think they can either be top five or they can be bottom five. Yeah. Um, their bullpen is is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, their pitching is a question mark. Um, behind Otani, you have Tehran and Bundy, who can be either great number twos and threes, or they can be really bad number fours and fives. Yeah. Um, and it just depends on I think their health um, and coaching. Um, but I do think the pressure is a coach now. Yes, they do. Um, yeah. and I think he's. Probably the best fit for that team, yeah. Um, because they definitely need creativity, and he's one of the best at just being creative with the ideas. Now, when it comes to the rest of the division, um, I do think that the A's have a very good shot at second place. Um, I would not be surprised, of course, if the Rangers ended up in third and the Astros somehow plummeted to fourth. Um, it says a lot about what happened in this offseason. Um, but that's a lot of fire to deal with. And they lost Garrett Cole, who's a massive loss. Um, amazing pitcher. Went AJ to A.J. Hinch, bye-bye, great manager. <laughs> but don't really know if part of his management talent was the cheating. Um, so that's yet to be figured out. A lot of question marks. Definitely. Um, and you look at how they were before A.J. Hinch. Um, they were a middle-of-the-pack team. Even with a high amount of talent, they didn't have the pitching they have now, of course. And they didn't have some of the hitters. But they were a middle-of-the-pack team. Um, with a ceiling of about 88 wins around there. Um, and in this new revamped AL West, I don't know if they can compete as well. Um, I don't think they're going to have a free run to the to the uh, playoffs at all. Um, what I do think is the Rangers rotation and the A's rotation are something to be afraid of if I'm the Astros because you have to face those rotations 19 times a year. Yeah. Um, and facing – Kluber, Minor, Lynn in a seven-game series in the playoffs is scary. Yeah. Facing Manaya, Puck, and Luzardo, one, two, three, with the possibility of Frankie Montas being in there too, um, that's scary. And then you look at their offensive 
I mean, the Rangers offense doesn't impress me much compared to the A's offense. I mean, they have Joey Gallo, they have Shinsu Chu, who's a bit of an issue, but they do have Chirinos, they have Elvis Andrews, they have Odor, they have Domingo Santana, who if he can capture two years ago of him, um, he would be great. But I do think their pitching is more than good enough to support a lack of offense. Um, Their bullpen is great. LeClerc is one of the best closers in the league. Um, One of the most underrated pitchers in the league for sure. Uh, Jesse Chavez is a great reliever. Um, And then you have guys like Martin, Farrell, Goody, uh, Evans, and Mendez, who all have extreme talent with Rodriguez also there and uh, Montero. Um, Guys who all can slot in and be put around everything you want to deal with. Um, but Gibson and Lyles is your four five behind Lynn Miner and Kluber who all have Cy Young ability in them and have pitched to Cy Young levels. Yeah. Um, it looks great for them. Um, it really does. And given, I do believe the angels will finish first. Um, I think it's definitely a bold prediction. Um, it's a major jump for them from Mike Trout deserves it. He does deserve it. And I think Madden being there, gives him what he needs. Yeah. Um, not just Madden, of course. When you add Rendon, it's an even bigger thing. But it depends on their pitching, of course. Um, but the A's with Chapman and Simeon and uh, Laureano and multiple prospects coming up and Sean Murphy behind the plate, who I think is going to be a stud, um, that team just it definitely should worry the rest of the AL um, because the A's have captured that magic before with guys who are underrated who just start dominating. Um, and especially that extremely young, lefty-heavy pitching staff. Um, not a lot of teams want to deal with lefties in general, but to deal with three stud lefties back-to-back-to-back with a great bullpen, that's terrifying. That's something I think every team would worry about. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Um, and if, if the Angels don't make playoffs, it's almost, for Mike Trout, it's just another depressing year of wasting talent. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, but um, now we got the National League East division, and um, this one's one of my favorite. I was getting excited for this one. Uh, I got the Braves winning it, um, the Nationals second, the Phillies third, yes, the Marlins fourth, and the Mets fifth. Love it. I don't before I even explained why I had the Braves and Nationals above the Phillies. I need to address the fact that I have the Marlins over the Mets. I'll back up my beliefs with simple stuff. The Mets rely too heavily on Pete Alonso and Jacob DeGrom. Pete Alonso had a great year last year. Home run derby champ. Broke the rookie home run record from Aaron Judge. And Jacob DeGrom won Cy Young again. But all it takes is DeGrom injury. The pitching staff gets very weakened. The Syndergaard, all, he gets hurt a lot. And Stroman, you never know that two years ago he had a five ERA on the Blue Jays, and um, Pete Alonso he could turn into a bust. You never know, and and uh, it was just one year of him hitting home runs, and if pitchers figure him out, the Mets could be shut down. Um, they did just get my, one of my favorite relief pitchers, Del Batanzas from the New York Yankees, um, and uh, best of luck to Del Batanzas. But their bullpen isn't. Good. Edwin Diaz had a horrible year. Horrible. I do think that will change. Though. Yeah, I think I, Diaz's stuff is, I do, is very strong. I do too because it, um, when he was nicknamed Sugar over on the Mariners and was best reliever in the game, and um, it, it was surprising. He went to the Mets and everything went horribly. Um, I don't know if uh, Familia is still there. Familia, yeah. Familia, yeah. Familia, yeah. Familia, yeah. <laughs> Familia, yeah. Um, 
uh, yeah, so they they have a shot at of doing stuff, um, but it's it's just not looking great for me. Um, I just feel like if, if any injuries happen, they're ruined. But uh, I just can't put the Mets over the Marlins um, because because of that. Just because the Marlins have a past of losing, I think that's just not fair to the Marlins. Uh, you may ask why I am saying the Marlins have a shot. I mean, just look at their offense and look at their roster. It's some exciting stuff for Marlins fans. They have the returning pitchers of Caleb Smith, but an impressive year tossing, I mean, not a lot of strikeouts, but 168 strikeouts and getting 10 wins with a team of does not score a lot of runs. Um, another strong pitcher that, that the Marlins have um, coming back is Sandy Alcantara, uh, who just had 191 strikeouts with an impressive 3.88 ERA. That's And he was their only all-star um, to join uh, them for the all-star break. But uh, they have a young pitching staff that is just getting better and better. Um, they're gonna, I, the, Jeter, I feel like, is finally figuring it out, and uh, the Marlins fans just got to wait. I feel like, um, I mean, the Marlins have also just acquired Jonathan VR, uh, Corey Dickerson, and Jesus Aguilar. They have stacked, like, not, I wouldn't say stacked, but they have a solid baseball team that's around them. And they, they don't have guys that are going to hit the ball at ballpark every single at bat, like like teams like the Yankees, Dodgers, the Red Sox last year or two years ago. And it's going to be, they're going to get hit, so they're not going to be as bad as last year. And I feel like they're going to be a competitive team that teams are going to find out to not mess with. Um, they did lose Stalin Castro. Castro went to the Nationals. Uh, Castro is a very good hitter for them, and uh, he's been through two different uniforms already for the Marlins in his short time being there. The Marlins like to change their uniforms a lot. Um, I just feel like they're just capable of not being last in the division this year. Um, I feel like new decade, new new time for them to change. Uh, I do have the Braves winning the division. Uh, they have way too much talent to not, I feel like. Um, they got Will Smith early in the year, like right after the World Series, I felt like, and they, they were not trying. They were like ready to go right away. Um, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate from Nationals fans and Phillies fans, but the Nationals, they have a good team. But the Braves are just—I mean, they were in the wild card last year, mm-hmm. you know. And they they had a miracle in the thing. I the Braves, I mean, the Nationals didn't really gain anything. They lost, they lost something, you know. Yeah. What I mean, they they got Strasburg back for a lot of money, but uh, um, they lost Rendon and they have Soto. So hopefully Soto maybe could carry them. But for the Phillies, they don't have the pitching. The bullpen, David Robertson was an absolute joke for them. They signed mm-hmm. him, and he's not even playing. I think he played like three games, six games, whatever it is. Um, Bryce Harper needs to go back to his MVP years for them to even to for them to be in the playoffs because their hitting is they have a good hitting team. I'll give them that. Their bullpen basically it blows their game almost every single time that they're winning, and I, that's a, not good for pitchers like Aaron Nola. It makes his confidence go down, or as I would seem. Um, and God knows what Arietta is going to do with his injuries and. I think the Phillies. The Phillies did get uh, Zach Wheeler from the Mets, which he is a good pitcher when he's on, but he needs to be on a lot more than he was in the past. Um, so the Phillies should be really excited for that. Um, I'm not saying the Phillies don't have the capability of winning the division, but uh, they need help on their bullpen and their pitching staff. Um, Harper just isn't going to carry a team that they, they just need pitchers, and, and it comes from starters and relievers. And uh, but yeah, I am going with the Marlins to get fourth. I love it. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I do think the Braves win the division, and yeah. I think they win it 
not easily, but by a couple games at least. Um, I do think that adding Will Smith uh, was a huge pickup. Mm-hmm. Uh, just revamping that bullpen is what they needed because their starters are very talented and they have a bunch of prospects coming up who are just as good. Um, but I just don't – I can't believe in the Nationals that much to win this division after losing Rendon. Um, but if you look at the Braves' rotation with the addition of Cole Hamels, um, having – Sor- Yeah, having Soroka – as their number one, and uh, Fulton Evich is their number two, hopefully having a bounce back. Um, Max Freed, who is great. Cole Hamels, who is just Cole Hamels. I mean, he's he's consistent as anybody. Yeah. Um, Kyle Wright, who I think is going to have a huge year. His prospect status is off the charts. His talent is very obvious. Um, Sean Newcomb is their number six, is a huge number six. And they have Felix Hernandez now, too, who is a spot starter, guy they can – who's not the same as he used to be. I mean, he used to be the king. He used to be, you know, one of the top three, four pitchers in baseball, but he is older now. Um, He's kind of lost his flair. He's not with the Mariners anymore. He's a different uniform, so we'll see what happens. Um, But their bullpen's great now with Will Smith, Green, Melanson, Darren O'Day. I mean, you look at it with A.J. Minter, too, um, and Tuki Toussaint. It's a very, very good bullpen. And um, their offense with Travis Darno now at catcher, is a huge pickup mm-hmm. um, because I think Flowers is a great catcher. I think he's a very, very solid one, but he's not a star starter. But I think Darno has star potential. Um, he hasn't really put it together, but he was one of the top prospects in baseball at one point. Um, and not too long ago, I think it was only four or five years ago that he was up there. Um, injuries just kind of hurt him. Um, but the big addition of Ozuna too, I mean, this team just made massive strides. Um, they lost Donaldson, but I think Camargo and Riley are very capable third basemen, um, both defensively and offensively. Um, and then Swanson, Albies, Freeman, Acuna obviously is a stud. Um, and then Enciarte is under, completely underrated in the outfield. Um, and when you look at their outfield, they have Nick Marcakis and Adam Duvall as backups. And those are two guys who should probably be starting in the MLB, quite yeah. honestly. They're very talented. Duvall is a 25-homer guy with a 260 average who plays very good defense, um, and Marcakis is Marcakis. I mean, all-star, I think, either last year or two years ago, uh, for the first time, career 290 hitter, 300 hitter, uh, very good guy, great defender, and he's sitting on the bench, um, which is crazy to think about. Um, if there was a DH, you know Ozuna would be DHing um, just because of his arm problems. But as of now, they're definitely the team to beat in the East. Um, but I – do disagree with the Marlins. I think they have a little bit to go. Um, I think they have the chance, given the Mets' ability to get hurt so easily. I think I'm biased towards my man Derek Jeter, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got um, Jeter we trust. But yeah, yeah, I think the Marlins have a very, very good team, um, a very underrated team, just talent-wise. Um, I do think the Real Muto trade helped them. I think. At the same time, Sixto Sanchez. Yeah, that's a huge pickup. Um, somebody who I believe will be up in the league probably by the end of this year, I would hope. Yeah, I would hope too. Because um, I'd love to see this guy on the big stage. He's got Pedro talent. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, Pedro's one of the best right-handed pitchers to ever race a field, if not the best. Um, but if Brinson can put it together in center, that's a great guy. Uh, Dickerson, we know what he is. He's a great player. 
Rojas, great player. Isan Diaz, high-level prospect with really, really good talent. Uh, Brian Anderson, almost won Rookie of the Year a few years ago. Great talent, great guy. Um, Jesus Aguilar, great first baseman. Um, not going to play unbelievable defense. He needs to figure it out again, though. He does need to yeah. figure it out and get back to two years ago him. Yeah. Um, but they have Garrett Cooper just in case at first base, who is a, I think, should be starting. Um, yeah. But if there was a DH, he would be starting for sure. Ex-Yankee. Yeah. And um, VR at third base is a great pickup. Guy who's going to steal a lot of bags and he's going to get on base a lot. I feel bad for him. You go from the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, to, to the, the Marlins. Miami Marlins. You upgrade, but not too much. But not by a lot. Yeah, but he did get paid, so that's all right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that rotation, they only have five guys they can go with without Sixto. Yeah. Um, but I do like Alcantara, Smith, Lopez, and Yamamoto. I think Yamamoto is the most underrated guy in that rotation. Yeah. Um, when you look at his debut and the stretch he was on originally, um, I forget how many starts in a row it was, but he was like six innings, one or two runs each. For in the like, first two games, he didn't allow a single run. Yeah, he was great. Starts. Yeah, he was really um, good. And their bullpen's not something to snicker at. I mean, Steckenrider, good pitcher. Uh, Kinsler, great pitcher. Yeah. A guy who figured it out a while ago and um, has just been kind of going under the radar. Um, Arania is a starter who's now there in their bullpen with great stuff. Uh, major history of can't get through the lineup a second time. So that's probably the best place for him. Uh, he's just a long reliever. Uh, Stanek, great pitcher uh, from the Rays, I believe. Um, yeah. great, great talent. Adam Conley, very good talent. And Venditti, they have Mr. Uh, ambidextrous there. Um, love that name too. It, just a great dude. Yeah. Great pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, good talent has a lot of fun doing what he does. Um, and I think that they have a shot and I think Alfaro might have a coming out party this year. I think he's a rock of an arm. He has an absolute missile launcher yeah. for an arm. Um, but the even bigger thing is, he got off to a very hot start homer hitting. Had a couple injuries here or there that were just nagging him. I could not – I can – I wouldn't doubt him hitting 30-plus homers this year. Yeah. Maybe. I think he's going to play 120, 130 games. He's got the power to do it. Um, Here's a question. If he hits 30 home runs, Brian Anderson has the same year he did last year. Caleb Smith had the same year he did last year, or maybe even a little better – Alcantara plays a little better. Do you see the Marlins being above uh, fifth place? I think I could. And I think this is going to be screamed at and yelled at. I think the Phillies could finish fifth. If the Marlins finish like that, because I worry heavily about Arietta. I've been worrying about him since they signed him. I thought the $25 million price tag was way too much. Um, You could see that his run with the Cubs was – now, I'm not going to say a fluke, but it was kind of a one-hit wonder type thing. Where yeah, I mean. You could yeah. see the decline after a year or two. Um, Great legacy from the Cubs fan. Cubs fans got a really exactly. good game, yeah. I mean, they got a World Series. They got everything they needed, but um, and they got out from them. I think that was kind of the biggest deal is even though the Cubs need pitching, he's not a guy you want at the yeah. moment, especially not as your number three starter like he is for the Phillies. Um, four and five are massive question marks. Whether it's Nick Pavetta, Zach Eflin, Vince Velasquez. Those are Iron Pigs brand written all over. Yeah, them. those are guys who, Should if they're a triple A, are going to dominate. If they're in the MLB, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yep. And even at triple A, I think if you look at their stats, I don't even think any any of the three were dominant. Um, I do love Vince Velasquez's stuff. Yeah. But I love him as a closer. Um, Hector Neris is a – 
That's a shaky little start to the bullpen. Yeah. But their bullpen is a massive question mark. And Gabe Kapler loved going to it. I don't know why, because it was a terrible bullpen. Wasn't it last year when he went to the bullpen and nobody was warming up? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, it's <laughs> just – So they got Joe Girardi. My man he Joe just Girardi runs there. out of people. Um, I love the Girardi hire. I do think Girardi's a very smart guy. Uh, I believe former catcher. Um, yep, usually yeah, catchers – World Series as a player and a manager. Yeah, I think catchers make some of the best managers. Um, catchers and utility guys because they know the field. They know what it's like to you know, take a beating back there and be in view of everything. Yeah. Um, and – I do love the pickup, but I can't get past the fact that Nola's amazing. Yeah. Wheeler is good when he's on and healthy, but he's rarely healthy. Arietta is okay when he's healthy, but he's rarely healthy. Their four and five are okay, like are decent when they're healthy, and they're rarely healthy. Velasquez got hurt a couple times last year. Eflin and Pavetta had some nagging issues. Um, but that lineup worries me. Harper is not the guy that he's advertised as. Yeah, that's um, true. I will stand by this forever. Even if he comes out this year and he wins MVP, they're still paying a crap ton of money, and he did nothing last year. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to pay that guy, much money. 330 million. Yeah, you got to get every year, you got to get a decent payout. Um, I do love Alec Bohm. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't just because he's a prospect and some of them just don't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does have extreme talent um, coming out of, I believe, LSU or Florida, one of the two. Um, great player, great talent, but got to see it on the big stage. Um, and that outfield will be good by name with Kingery, McCutcheon, and Harper. Because he's a great dugout guy and they got DD. He's a great dugout guy. Um, but they're guys who are question marks. It's starting to look like the, the Yankees team. They got they got David Roberts on the team. They got Joe Girardi on the team. They have, I'm pretty sure they have another Yankee. They have like most of the Yankees 2009 uh, World Series like coaching staff, like yeah. most of them. And um, yeah, like you, like you said, uh, they have um, DD. They have uh, David Robertson and who do I want I'm forgetting? Uh, Joe Girardi, DD, David Robertson. There's one more. Um, who is it? I'm pretty. Maybe it's just Joe Girardi. I'm thinking of other things. But uh, either way, um, having that like a lot of guys who've played together, they have experience and and Didi Gregorius is a good oh McCutcheon that was the other one he's yeah, the other Yankee there we go um McCutcheon and Didi are very good like dugout and they're locker room guys and and um so even if they're not putting up the crazy numbers that they expect Harper to those two should be getting this team together and when you play as a team they're gonna that's how you win these win the MLB you can't play mm-hmm. as one man team so I the Phillies could have a shot at being good, but do I see it? Probably no. No, I do not. But, no. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to switch it up. Um, let's move to the NL Central. NL Central. I think. Is this the one we have left? Yeah, this is the last one. I think this is the last one. Um, then then we got the – then I got some uh, bold predictions for uh, the Wild Card game, the World Series, MVP, and Cy Young's. But uh, first we'll go to the NL Central. I got the Reds first. The Cardinals, the Brewers, the Cubs, and the Pirates. First off, I'm pretty sure uh, people may think at this point I'm crazy. Um, but seriously, check the Reds out. Starting pitchers are absolutely talented. You got Luis Castillo, 
Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, and Wade Miley. Wade Miley is not great, but the other th- three are amazing. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. And then for their run support, they have Vado, Mustakis, Suarez, Winker, Senzel, and Nick Castellanos. I can never pronounce Castellanos. His name. Yeah, it is. I can never pronounce his name right. Um, I know his first name's Nick, but uh, the Reds are a serious team this year, and the NL Central is definitely going to be interesting to follow. Um, I have the Cardinals second, but to be honest, I feel as if the Cardinals are just as capable as the Reds to win the division. Jack Flattery um, is kind of a guy who has the capability to toss a no-hitter every single time he's out there. Miles Michaelis, Michael is Michaelis, is the same way. Uh, when he's on, he's one of the best as well. Um, their offense is pretty solid too with Paul Goldschmidt, Colton Wong, Harrison Bader, uh, Dexter Profall, I mean, Dexter, Pro, uh, Dexter Fowler, um, Paul DeYoung, Tommy Edmond, Yadier Molina, and Matt Carpenter that's going to be possibly off the bench, um, uh, depending on how they use him. Uh, for the Brewers, I see poor pitching staff and a team with an okay offense. Without Christian Yelich and Josh Hader, they'd be brutal to watch. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, and they were talking about getting with Josh Hader, the Yankees, which that would have just made ALEs the American League unfair, um, depending on who the Yankees got up to. But uh, uh, then they had the Cubs, who I have finishing fourth in the division. They're, and I, in my opinion, they're a dying team. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks of trading Chris Bryant, that's just going to kill the fan base. They, they love Chris Bryant over there. Um, letting go janitor, uh, manager Joe Madden. Not good. Great manager. Um, it's not looking good for the 2016 World Series champs with the Pirates in the rebuilding year. I have, of course, them in last. Um, I don't see them winning a lot of games as well, but I I don't think they'll be bad for a lot. They still have Josh Bell. That's there. Um, but I... And they have cool uniforms, but I, <laughs> but um, and I like I do really like to follow the rivalry between now that just started last year with the Reds and Pirates and they're fighting back and forth, throwing at each other. Um, but uh, I still cannot believe that Chris Archer went there and to the to the Pirates mm-hmm. and the Rays got Tyler Glass now, I believe. Yes, and Austin Meadows, who was an All Star, and that is <laughs> for me that is. Crazy glass now. Even if you see Chris Archer, the Pirates were never even a playoff contention when they got Chris Archer. They were they were like six games behind or five. They were just looking for something they to just, kind of to stop give, the hemorrhaging of their to give their fans rotation. maybe a hope. But man, it is it is not looking good for the Pirates. And um, if I was a fan, I'd be pretty pretty upset. But uh, I guess what are you gonna do about that? So uh, what are your predictions of this and how central? Um. So. I'm going to go slightly different. Uh, I have the Cardinals winning it. Uh, I love, I absolutely love the Cardinals team this year. Um, I know they lost Ozuna, but I'm not crazy worried about it just because Goldschmidt had a down year last year and they still made it. Goldschmidt will be different. He's not, he's too talented, um, too much of a leader for him to, you know, play like that. Um, as of now, if you look at their depth chart, they have Matt Carpenter on the bench which is crazy to think about because he is a great player and he's not going to hit 220 again. He's, just, he's too talented to hit 220. Um, Tommy Edmond is a guy who nobody really knows about, but if you look at his stats, he has been amazing for them. Um, their outfield, slight question mark. Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, and Dexter Fowler. 
Um, if Fowler can reclaim some of his prime stuff and just hit 260 um, and play his his brand of defense, they're going to be fine. Um, but Bader needs to hit over 200. I mean, he yeah. was brutal to watch hitting last year. Um, a guy who I have absolutely loved since he came up. Um, amazing defender, off the charts level defender, great speed. Just didn't hit, and I, I don't know what the problem was. Um, but I think Tyler O'Neill will hit for them. Um, but I love the idea of Paul uh, Paul DeJong um, and Colton Wong there, uh, Goldschmidt, Molina, Edmund, and their rotation. One to four is great. Five is in a bit of a question mark. But I absolutely love their bullpen. Um, Hicks, Andrew Miller, Giovanni Gallegos, uh, John Gant, great guys to have. Brebia, um, guys who can just come in immediately and get you an inning or two with, with Genesis Cabrera, yeah. who is a stud prospect throwing absolute gas. Um, Ponce de Leon and Reyes as well. Um, I love this team, but my definite bold prediction for their uh, – division would be the Reds placing second and winning 90 games or more. Um, I think they win at least 90. Um, they added Nick Castellanos, who is very underrated, an absolute doubles machine. Uh, they added Shogo Akiyama from Japan, who, given his like basis as a player, he should be somebody that can slot in and play really well. Um, they added Wade Miley into that ridiculous pitching staff, uh, Mike Moustakis, and they signed Tyler Thornburg in a very underrated minor league deal. Um, guy who spent a few years with the Red Sox, um, very high-level pitcher when he's healthy, but he's had major health issues lately. Um, but that rotation with Luis Castillo, last year's version of Sonny Gray, who was back to his old amazing ability, Trevor Bauer, if we, if he can re- reclaim that Indians Trevor Bauer, yeah, um, that's just amazing. Sclafani and Miley, and they have Nick Lodolo, who's a great high-level prospect who's on the rise and should be there soon. Um, and that bullpen, if you add Tyler Thornburg to Amir Garrett, Rizal Iglesias, Michael Lorenzen, and uh, Matt Bowman, it's a very, very strong bullpen. It is. Um, and their lineup just took huge strides. I mean, to the point where Aristides Aquino, who is an extremely high-level home run hitter, obviously, um, and someone that teams have – had no problem saying he's one of the best home run hitters um, they've seen in a little while. Um, he's not going to start more than likely. And um, probably because of his defense, he's not the greatest defender, um, but his bat is something that they're definitely going to slide in there whenever they need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that sort of wraps up the divisional predictions. It is. Um, so now on to our bold predictions for – finalists and things like that yeah well for the um but predictions on wild card games world series mvps and Cy youngs mine are a little little some are crazy some are okay but uh first we'll start with the al wild card game i have the Tampa bay rays versus the chicago white Sox. i know you have the white Sox winning the division i do not i have the rays not winning the division either um I see the Rays playing the White Sox. I'm going to go with more than likely the Rays have more wins, so I'm going to say it's going to be in the trop, the White Sox in the trop, and I would say the Rays would probably pitch glass now versus the White Sox, maybe depending on how they go by it. It could be Kopech versus be two young studs, and that would be a very interesting game. Um, and my other wild card game is the National League. I have the St. Louis Cardinals 
versus the Washington Nationals, which the Nationals were there last year. It would be Jack Flattery um, versus more than likely Steven Strasburg based off of he's been kind of showing better that he's now better than Max Scherzer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, no hate to Max Scherzer, though. Great pitcher. Love that guy. Of course. Um, but so who do you think for AL wildcard, NNL, what do you think the game would be? So for the NL, I have uh, Dodgers and Reds. Um, I think a lot of people will hang me for it. Um, but <laughs> I do, of course, in my bold predictions, have the Padres winning the division. Um, do I think it's extremely likely? No. I think more than likely the Dodgers will win it. Um, but based on bold predictions, I'm going to put the Dodgers playing the Reds in L.A. Um, and quite honestly, that's a toss-up. And it's Maybe it's a Bueller, worrisome toss-up. Bueller versus Castillo? Yeah, and you don't know what you're going to get with Castillo because he's never pitched a playoff game. Um but for most of the season last year, he was better than Bueller, and he dominated great teams. Every great lineup he faced looked simple to him. That changeup's crazy. That changeup is arguably the best changeup, if not pitch, in the game right yeah. now. Um, it was something that he was just getting everybody out on um, in a division with some pretty damn good hitters who were made to look like average guys. Yeah. Um, but I do have. Um, the Dodgers, I get the whole hype with Betts, and I absolutely adore Betts, of course. I'm a Red Sox fan. Um, I'm going to miss him. But I think following their disappointing first-round loss to Washington, that was a big hit. Oh, that yeah. was something that hit them. It's going to hit them even harder. Stunned them when uh, Howie Kedrick hit that home run. I remember watching that. That, that was, was crazy. amazing. Um, but just thinking about the bounce back, you know, they lost Ryu and Hill. Lost out on all the big name free agents. They did get bets, but they had to give up Verdugo, who's a young, controllable prospect. Um, they had to give up Maeda, which weakens their starters a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and they only added a couple bullpen pieces and some lower level starters in Alex Wood and Jimmy Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna say they worry me because their t- their lineup is loaded. Yeah. Their pitching is still great, but I like the Padres to win that division and the Dodgers to play the Reds in L.A. Um, and then when it comes to the AL, I have uh, Twins and Rays. Twins and uh, Rays? Yes, and I have it in Tampa Bay. Tampa, yeah. I mean, the Twins fans might not like you too much for that because they think that they won it last year fair, and now they're going to get out. They got Josh Johnson. But um, I do believe the Rays will be in the wild card game. Um, if they win the division and the Yankees do not, then something must have went horribly wrong in New York, meaning that <laughs> all their players got – the flu <laughs> during the summer and or something, and they all were sick for playoff. I don't know, but um, it, I couldn't see the Yankees not winning the division, so I do agree the Rays. And the Rays are good enough to the point where they almost have to be in a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so now we have the World Series. Um, of course, I have the New York Yankees in it for the AL. Um, I, think, I think with Paxi coming back, it's going to feel like – I saw this on Twitter earlier um, – uh, it's going to feel like the Yankees that, that when Paxton comes back, it's going to be like a July trade, like a trade deadline trade because they're going to get him back. Um, they get Domingo Herman back um, late, like later too, like around that time. Uh, I think he's like 65 game suspension. He comes back and then they have, they could put him in the bullpen. They could put a whole bunch of different situations where maybe people are hurt. He fills in, but 
as of right now, I just could not see the Yankees not getting there, um, especially with the Astros now pl- having to play without the trash cans and and maybe possibly the wires, whatever they're doing. Um, but I had them playing the Dodgers, mm-hmm. um, which is I didn't know what to pick for the National League because all of them were scary. I just think um, the Dodgers pitching isn't great anymore. It is Bueller and Kershaw, and then it's – David Price question mark it's not really like David Price like how it used to be mm-hmm. um, but their hitting is just so good that I feel like they could sneak past the end the National League side unless I the another the one team I am worried about for the Dodgers is the Reds um, and possibly even the Nationals or Braves again and, and the National is always a very close they're always like equal games mm-hmm. but I feel like the Reds definitely could could catch up it could be Yankees Reds World Series and you know but um I'm going Yankees Dodgers for that, and uh, I, I'll make a random thing: World Series MVP for the Yankees. I would go, wow, I would go Brett Gardner because I'm really? a huge Brett Gardner fan, and I think that guy is a part of their team, and he does so much for their team, no matter what. Bunning, um, you know, Bunning is kind of like a dying thing in MLB. Um, yeah, I would go. I would put Brett Gardner. I trust Brett Gardner more than I would trust. Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, or anyone really on the team. I if there is a game on the line, I put Brett Gardner at the bat because he has been there forever, has been a Yankee guy forever. He might not be the best player in Yankees history, but he's been a he stays healthy and he works his his, his butt off. I mean, uh, the next one that I would think that is that would next up I would want to have is Glaber Torres with the talent that he has. But um what do you think for World Series? Um so I have the Braves coming out of the NL. Um, I Ooh. think I really, really, really like Mike Soroka as a guy who can win two games in a series. Um, I just think it's a great it, it, it's a great matchup for anybody to have to face Soroka. Yeah. Um, but I obviously have worries. I think the Dodgers can get there. I think the Padres could get there if they if everything falls forward. Um, I think the Reds could get there. The Cardinals. I think the NL is more wide open than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the AL, I do think the Yankees will get there, but I think they'll lose to the NL team. And that's not to say anything about the Yankees. It's not to say anything about um, the strength of the AL because I do think the AL is much stronger, um, and I don't think it's close. I think it's like seven teams in the AL that are better than, you know, that three to six range in the NL. Yeah. Um, but – I really love the NL's chances this year. Um, I just – I'm not buying heavily into the Yankees pitching for a whole series. I think they'll win games when Cole pitches. Um, Paxton is up in the air. I don't think he's pitched a playoff game yet. He has. Uh, yeah, or did he pitch He a pitched times against this? the Twins, and that was all successful. They swept the Twins. They played the um, Astros next. Uh, and then they saw that he had was they, they could see the camera and they said that the ball that was the whole issue where his hand was the ball and the actors could see the, his ball because the screen bought the camera from center field was looking at his hand and so they that, that was bad the bad stuff and he left in like the third inning and then he had an mm-hmm. issue with some type of body part and then um, but then he came back later and, and he pitched against the Astros and did good and I'm and then they didn't go much further than, than that past mm-hmm. the Astros but uh, yeah. I do agree with um, the Yankees pitching could be definitely a, a question mark. Because, yeah, just because yeah. I look at the pitching staffs they have to face, right? You're thinking about the Dodgers. They have Bueller and Kershaw. Mm-hmm. I do worry about Kershaw in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Um, 
but I do think he's a guy who can give you five, six innings. And with their bullpen, I think they can correct for it um, because I do think the night before Bueller would be pitching and Bueller would be shutting a team down, specifically oh, yeah. the Yankees. Um, I know their lineup is stacked. I, of course, agree with that. But Bueller, when you're an ace, you're an ace. And it doesn't matter what lineup you're facing, you're still the ace. Yeah. Um, I do look at the Reds, the Braves, the Padres, all their rotations are something that would worry me in the, in a slight way at least. Um, but I do have Braves-Yankees, um, and I do think the Braves pull it out. I'm not going to guarantee it. I'm still shaky on it. Yeah. But uh, I think in just a 1-1 matchup, I love the idea of two great lineups going against each other, one extremely young, one a little bit more veteran uh levied i guess yeah um but yeah i have those two um but when it comes to mvp who are you thinking mvp award i this might be a little biased i have glaber torres he's been better almost every single year he had i think was like 38 home runs last year he i think he could bat around 280 plus with this with his home runs that he hits and um people say the short porch yeah yeah that, that is but he hits other ballparks just as well um I think he was an absolute steal when they traded Chapman a while back. Traded Chapman, got Glaber Torres in that deal. The Cubs won their ring. They got the use of the Chapman. Chapman comes back, signs with the Yankees, and they get Glaber Torres, and now they're on the team together, which was great. The Cubs probably never saw that one coming, but mm-hmm. it happened. And Glaber Torres just um, – I, I could have just been so easy and said Mike Trout, and I could have had more faith in that behind this. But it's supposed it's just hot takes for a reason, so I'm gonna go Gleyber Torres um, for the American League and for the National League. I have yeah, this is like not really a hot take. I have Christian Yelich. Um, it's between him and Cody Bellinger. Almost, I mean, the past two years, I guess. Um, I have Christian Yelich. He's a just a phenomenal player and mm-hmm. uh, a person as well. Um, he without him on the Brewers, the Brewers obviously are not functioning right um but christian yell is just an amazing player he started off high in middle season high it was a shame that he got hit in the knee and fractured his kneecap um you never know what happens that wild card game that ball that Juan soto hit um yeah i was yellow just out of the field the yellow cleans that uh, uh feels that cleanly that's tie game the the uh, brewers and nationals go to extra innings and say maybe yellow has not bat earlier in that game it's a home run you just it's Christian Yelich is a big game changer for the, for the Brewers, and he's a big part of that Major League Baseball, and he's really, really going to be the face of it. Um, another one I was thinking for National League, I would say put second for National League, is Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. The guy is insane. Um, the Braves should be very excited about their team, um, especially with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, what are your MVPs? So when I look at the MVPs, um, even for hot takes, I was just thinking kind of logically and illogically. Um, somebody under the radar and somebody pretty obvious. Um, so my obvious one is Trout for the AL. Yeah. Um, I do think he repeats. Uh, he's just, when you look at Trout, he's head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah. Um, I do, of course, think, you know, Betts is number two and Yelich is number three and they're very close. And then I think Bellinger and Acuna are four and five and they're very, very close. But um, I think he's just so far ahead of everyone that it makes it hard to deny him winning it. Um, maybe the league says no, one at three times already. He's 27. I mean, the dude's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, 
But my second place guy and possible first place, and you might think this is biased as well, but Raphael Devers. And the only reason I have it mainly is he is 23. This man hit over 300 last year, was hitting 330 for most of the year. Um, got a little bit cold towards the end, had a nagging knee injury, I believe. Um, stud, at, just written all over him. Um, he finished, I think, fourth, fifth in MVP voting. Um, and Bogarts finished up there too, but I don't think Bogarts will get enough credit because of his defense. Um, but Devers was the second best defensive third baseman in the league last year, right behind Nolan Arenado by outs above average. Um, he was arguably the best by offense. Um, he outdid Arenado last year in offense. Um, and not a lot of people kind of noticed it, but he did. I mean, he had, I think he had 80 extra base hits, which is ridiculous. I mean, when you consider the fact that he only had a couple over 30 home runs, I think, um, he had oh, 50 doubles almost. I think a little bit more maybe. I think he actually had 90 extra base hits. Um, but his defense made a major jump. He's still only 23, which means his prime is five years away. Um, so I do think he has a shot. Um, in the NL, though, I have three guys in the race. I have Acuna, I have Yelich. And I have Tatis. Oh, yeah. Completely forgot about him. Yeah. He is definitely my hot take one. I think Yelich ends up winning it um, fi- finally again. I yeah. think he probably would have won it last year had he stayed healthy. Yeah, I um, agree. But I think Tatis carries the Padres offense. Um, he's a guy where you don't want to pitch to Machado, but you're going to have to because you're more afraid of Tatis. He plays yeah. harder. He hits a little bit better. Um, he was scorching hot when he was healthy for the Padres. He was looking like a future MVP anyways. Might as well have it already. Yeah. Um, I do think he has a shot. My other like lower radar guy is Soto. I think he can definitely put him put his name in the conversation. Do I think he wins it? No. But I do think he's in the conversation. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, and we have the Cy Young Awards. Uh, for the American League, I have Cy Young winner Tyler Glass now. Okay, I love it. I That is a hot take for me because, yes, he's in the AL East and I'm a Yankees fan, but Tyler Glass now is, has the stuff that was very, very hard. Great curveball, electric pitcher. Um, already has a year, like a kind of a half year under his belt because he was hurt for a little bit with an elbow. But, um, I believe that he could get it done. Um, I think I really do. Uh, and then the National League, I have Jack Flattery. And uh, he was on my fantasy team. And every week, the guy would put up very good points. Um, <laughs> he always had his name out there. And even in the playoffs, he, he delivered. And I feel like that guy is just going to have a great career in this sport. Um those are the really bold ones. Uh, they're bold, but um, very doable. I'm pretty sure Jack Flattery was up there in the Cy Young race this past year. Um, but, I mean, DeGrom and Scherzer, the, every year they're amazing. So that's hard to compete with, especially with DeGrom's numbers. He just sits right at the same thing almost every year, it seems like now. It's insane he's, what he could do. And Mad Max is just unreal. Mm-hmm. Um and then for American League, back with Tyler Glass now, like I said. Um, who won American League? Cy Young last No, Justin Verlander, which I thought was completely crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Looking at the stats, Garrett Cole had better stats than he did. But um, 
They gave it to Verlander. Um, Verlander did have a good year. Don't be wrong, but he did. I'm for like the I. I'm pretty sure for like the middle part of the year, he led the league in home runs hit off of him. Yeah, which is crazy because he was the I think the one of the lowest ERAs in the in the American League, but he had the most home runs hit off him, and it was it was crazy. Um, but I do have Tyler Glass now as the AL and NL. I have Jack Flapper. All right, I love it. Who do you have? Um, so I do agree with the NL. I like Jack Flaherty to win it. Um, I think he wins it not easily, but with a hand above Jacob DeGrom. Um, but I do think it's a two man race. I think in the AL, it's going to be in the AL East. And I think it's going to be Chris Sale. And I think just because he had six straight years to start his career without his rookie year where he was a closer, um, where he finished top six in the AL Cy Young voting. He never won it. There were three years where he probably should have won it, um, and voters just for some reason went against him because he didn't finish off strong enough in their eyes. But I think if he could stay healthy, he finally gets his first Cy Young. Um, but if not, I like the idea of Tyler Glasnow. Um, yeah. So I think, quite honestly, no matter what, it'll be Sale, Cole, or Glasnow. Yeah, um, I was very surprised Garrett Cole did not get it last year. Um, especially like he did like a stretch where he won twenty straight games or something like that, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, I know you play in the Astros and all, but still, it's crazy. Um, Chris Sale, obviously, I think it was during the two thousand eighteen season. We were in the Red Sox. They won the World Series. He did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very surprised that he has not won a Cy Young yet. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not a huge Red Sox fan, obviously, but uh. Would not be surprised if he does come up and win one. And I, I'm going to go a little off here. Um, I believe we should do a one for comeback player of the year. I like it. Comeback player of the year. I'm hoping for. This is not my hot take. This is not who I think. But I'm hoping for McGill and Duhar. Mm-hmm. He got the shoulder um, injury, um, labrum tear. I know all about that. But um, diving back to third base and early season and then thank god the yankees have a thousand players to pick from which is great i love that um and geo Urshela filled in great and did a lot better than they thought he was going to do but um so that's what hope is going to be it but come back part of the year i really do think is going to be down batantis that guy has an electric stuff yes i love him yes he was a yankee but he's in the mets now the mets need the bullpen and i think he's going to be shown as such a great part. He's going to look very like a lot better than he, than he was in the Yankees. He's going to look better because he's playing on a worse team. And when you're the Yankees, you have a surrounded by Chapman and Zach Britton. So you're not looked as the, like an outstanding reliever, but you're still like, wow, he's really good, but you're not expecting like he's the best. He's, I think, but going to be the best in that bullpen with Edwin Diaz there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but he has strikeouts of every single time he steps in the mound. Um, electric guy, Big guy, um, number sixty-eight for a reason. He's six-eight. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dalbertans as a comeback player of the year for the for the New York Mets. Who do you got? So when I think about comeback player of the year, um, I'm thinking about either bounce back season or return from injury. Um, and I like the Andujar pick. I do. Um, but when I'm looking at it overall, if I have Chris Sale winning the Cy Young after last year being so tough and riddled with injuries, I think you have to give it to him if he mm-hmm. wins the Cy Young. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I, I 
do really like the Andor pick. Yeah. Um, that or I really like Miguel Sano. Oh yeah. And it's it's a bit weird because he did have a decent season last year, um, but I think with that lineup adding Josh Donaldson, um, he's going to be pitched to a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Um, you're not really going to be trying to pitch around the seventh hitter. Um, but I do think he's a guy who can hit 280 and hit 40 homers. Um, and if he does, I would give it to him. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think now, I think that wraps up the MLB. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. And uh, I hope my hot takes weren't too stressful. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do want to keep you around for a minute, though, um, just because I know you're a big NFL fan, too. Yeah. Um, and to jump to the NFL just real quick, um, given it is the off season. Um, not a lot's been happening, not a lot of signings or anything, not a lot of trades. Um, but the biggest rumor is easily Tom Brady and the status of um, his career. Um, the possibility of Tom Brady leaving the New, the New England Patriots after 20 seasons, six Super Bowls, and nine AFC championships. Uh, the greatest quarterback to grace a football field and the winningest player in NFL history is reportedly thinking about moving to a new team if he cannot work out a new deal with the Pats. Uh, thoughts on what this might do to his career and to the NFL in general? Yeah, I this has been a big thing. Uh, follow him on Instagram and saw that picture of him walking and before we even watched the Super Bowl commercial, the and being a Hulu commercial, and everyone was like, "Oh, never mind." And in the commercial, he says, oh, "I'm staying here" or something like that. I believe that his legacy would be destroyed if he left, if he left New England. Mm. If you leave New England after you've been there forever, you won all their Super Bowls there, you have a legacy with Bill Belichick, and everybody respects you as Boston and New England, you can't leave. I feel like you got to know either you're staying or you're retiring. And the Patriots obviously want him back. I heard they're willing to drop like $30 million on him. Yeah. That is crazy. Like that's, right away, Tom Brady should be like, oh, I'm staying. But mm-hmm. also the fact that he, you could tell he was frustrated last year with a, with a lot of drop passes. A team, you know, they look they look shaky when they lost the Miami Marlins. Everyone kind of was like, not Miami Marlins, Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> Marlins in my head. Uh, Dolphins. When they lost the Dolphins. There was a huge, huge like slap in the face. A lot of Patriots fans, and uh, I think that um, the NFL would be hurt if he left somewhere else too. I can't. I I could not picture myself seeing. Watching Tom Brady in an NFL game wearing a different uniform than the New England Patriots because that's where he's been forever. And I mean, what he, he was what? Like how late of a pick was he? And sixth round. Yeah, and the Patriots got him there, and they, they he should be grateful that he got picked the Patriots. And you know, he, I think he should stay there. Um, do I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now, or of all time, like his legacy? No, I think Drew Brees has the better legacy. Really, more record-breaking uh, stuff with the passing, the touchdown passes. I think Tom Brady, well, right now, as of right now, Drew Brees has better stuff than him. But Tom Brady in the postseason is ten times the player Drew Brees is in the postseason. Regular season, I got Drew Brees, but um, and Drew Brees is is the same thing right now. He mm-hmm. might he might retire. He's not talking about going anywhere else. He's either retiring or staying with the Saints. He's gonna be there forever. Um, but the thing is, it's weird this year that Tom Brady, um, Philip Riffers, he, Tom Brady's not the only one that's, that's like, that was been there forever. Eli Manning called the quits and, uh, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks out there, but, um, as me as a Bears fan, if we did not have Trubisky, if Trubisky was not young, mm-hmm. I would want Tom Brady on my team because Tom Brady could help. I mean, I think Tom Brady would like that. I and mean, Alan Robinson, they have Taylor Gabriel. Um, they have a lot of the Tariq Cohen. They have a lot of players that, 
And there's a lot of teams that are like, wow, but if Tom Brady goes to a team like the Raiders, that's not going to – he's going to – He's not going to help the Raiders out that much. I mean, he can't do too much. Like, he's a little older. Um, he's still Tom Brady, and he's a, a GOAT, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like going to the Raiders or going to the Chargers is not going to help. He needs to stay in New England or just hang up the cleats and teach his son to be the next Patriots quarterback. True. Yeah. Um, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I really couldn't. Um, being a diehard Patriots fan growing up, watching Tom Brady idolizing his work ethic and the guy that he is um, and the player that he is. Uh, if he leaves, I will tip my cap and say thank you so much um, and be grateful for the time we had with him. Um, he, in my opinion, because of the amount of winning this man has done, he will never be surpassed. I mean, 20 years where you're what, 43 years old and still going, uh, thrown 4,000 passing yards at 42. Uh, no quarterback over 40 had ever thrown it over 4,000 passing yards. He's done it three times now. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. Um, it's something that it's like the Pedro Martinez stat where no pitcher had uh, led the league by a full point in ERA in a season, and he did it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows that level of greatness that is head and shoulders above the others. Um, and I couldn't see him in a different uniform. Um but if he does go, I wish him the best. Um, and I would just say go Pats and then Bill we trust. But um, And it, here's my question. How much longer does Bill Belichick stay around if Brady leaves? He's got to know that team's going a little bit downhill if Brady leaves. But who would quarterback that team? Um, I'll be honest. I think Bill stays three more years. And I say three, be, not because of Tom Brady's contract and wanting to play until he's 45 or just three years from now. Um, I say it because Stephen, his son, is an uprising coach, a guy that is highly sought after by other teams, but they will not interview him for one reason. I think they know he's being groomed by the Patriots. It's going to become a family business because this man is was born and bred by the guy who is the greatest coach to step on a field, a yeah. guy who has won so many championships, has so many rings, so many wins, so many memorable moments as a coach. He has witnessed all of them. Yeah. And – I think he's learned so much. And you look at who he coached. He coached secondary this year, and that was arguably the best secondary this league has seen yeah. in the last 15, 20 years. And this guy is a 25, 27-year-old coach. Um, I think it'll go to Josh McDaniels with Stephen Belichick as the defensive coordinator, and he'll eventually get the job after McDaniels. Um, but I do give it about three, four more years, I think. It's good. Uh, good, bold take there. Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I just feel like um, if you're Tom Brady, please stay. I could not imagine. <laughs> I'm not even – I'm a Bears fan. Any Yankees fan, I know it's weird. But um, as an NFL fan and I want to see the sport keep going, Tom Brady, please stay in New England. Do not go to a, to a team like the Raiders and, and ruin your great career or legacy. Then Boston fans will be mad at you and, and – uh, just don't go to the Jets because then then you're going to get things oh, that would bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that about wraps up our first episode. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed listening. And a big thank you to Nick uh, for joining me and giving his opinions on the MLB and, of course, Tom Brady as well. Um, so thank you, everybody, and spread the word about your new favorite source for sports, DM Sports Talk. Yep, and don't sleep on the Marlins. Definitely don't. <laughs>